1: Oh boy, here we go! Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks post-game podcast. Hawks lose four-two to the uh, Jack Hughes and Nico Hisleless New Jersey Devils. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson. Mario Tiberbasi will join us shortly from the United Center. We've got a lot to get to tonight. We are going to talk about the Hawks' loss. Of course, we are going to get to uh, the newest angle on the Kyle Beach uh, scandal um not going to spend a ton of time on that because we've got full shows this week we will uh, but we're certainly going to mention it it was Native American Heritage Night so a ton to get through in this one before we get started please smash the like button for us on the YouTube page same deal uh with the uh subscribe button smash that for us too podcast listeners make sure you're following or subscribed wherever you get your podcasts and do us a favor and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. As we do every game, we're going to allow you to vote for the game's fourth star of the night. The three stars of the night, all Devils, Curtis Lazar, number one, Max Willman, number two, and Vivek Vanacek, number three. Our nominees for the evening, Ryan Donato, who had a goal, plus one, three shots, two hits, and 938 of ice time. Taylor All had a goal, was minus one, 1853 of ice time. Three shots, five shot attempts, and Alex Vlasic and his return plus one, a team leading six shots on goal, two block shots, and 17.46 of ice time. So get your votes in for the four star of the game, and we'll reveal the winner at the end. But let's kind of recap the scoring here. Hawks got off to a really great start in this game. Uh, we're taking it to the Devils early, very much like the Florida Panthers last night. Hawks got to a good start, scored a minute 51 into the game. Taylor Hall standing at the side of the net buries Tyler Johnson's rebound. Wyatt Kaiser gets a secondary assist on that one. Thirteen oh seven into the period, the Devils tie the game on a power play goal. Connor Murphy was called for interference at eleven twenty eight. Kind of a weird, I guess. Probably it was, maybe it was a penalty, it was but it's the right call. It he, was a little ticky tack, I he thought.
2: Impeded uh, the Devils player from taking the ice. That was in front of him. Yeah. It was it was the right call.
1: Yeah. All right, fine. Dawson Mercer uh kind of tucks it in short side right in front of the net on Soderblom.
2: As Zaitsev is getting his lunch served to him, getting boxed out in front of Yeah. Soderblum. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh
1: then later in the first, 1441, uh Max Willman gets a breakaway. Ooh. Hawks had a good shift going. And then Korchinski gets a puck back at the blue line that kind of hops on him a little bit. He tries to settle it down. Willman takes the puck away, gets a breakaway, and scores 2-1 Devils yeah, at that point. Yeah,
2: Korchinski made a good hustle play to get back and kind of prevented him Willman from, like, really getting fancy with the puck. Soderblom should have had that one. Yeah, we're going to get Sh- into that, Bloom's game. That's a save you got to make because it wasn't that difficult of a shot. It wasn't like he was allowed to go forehand, backhand, and deke around him. It was pretty straight-on shot because Korchinski made it back and had a stick there. You got to come up with that save.
1: I agree. Uh, second period, no scoring, but boy, the Devils really took it to the Hawks in the second period. Uh, sloppy game. The shot attempts in the second were 26-10 to at 5-on-5 in favor of The Devils, if we go to all strengths, it was 32 to 13. They really had the ice tilted in the second, and this is something that we've seen kind of habitually here from the Hawks lately. The second periods have left a lot to be desired. Yeah, it wasn't good, and the Blackhawks could not get any
2: sustainable offense because they were getting owned in their own end, struggling to get the puck out, and when you finally get the puck out. You have to make a line change, so you're just dumping it in to get the fresh guys out there. You get no offense. They were lucky; they were only down two to one heading into the third.
1: Yeah, third period, uh, four thirty-five in. Curtis Lazar uh, redirects a shot from John Marino. This is another one we kind of agree that maybe Soderblom should have had. It was a redirection, but s- close that five-hole down.
2: Yeah, at first, at first I was like, "Oh, that's a soft goal," but when I saw the replay, it, I think he was kind of. Cheating a little bit to the left, thinking maybe the pass was because he had a he had a devil to the left like on that post right there. Yeah, devil but, on
1: both shoulders so, this time.
2: So I think he was starting to cheat, and because of that cheat, it left the five-hole wide open and the puck boom right between the legs. And you know, that's all she wrote.
1: As the period went on, the Hawks kind of upped the intensity, now obviously down three-one. Need to generate some things, started getting some chances. Uh Ryan Donato at 15 14 uh tucks in his own rebound at Tennessee when Dickinson get the assist there. Then at 1459, <laughs> they're like with literally like 0.8 seconds left, uh McLeod puts the empty netter in his third of the season and that seals at final score is four to two. And you know, even without Hughes and even without Heesher, they're two best players in my opinion, at least up front. This is just a case of a better team winning. To me, the Devils are a true Cup contender if they can get their goaltending figured out. If Jack Hughes comes back healthy and is the same player he was to start this season, they're a threat in the East. Maybe not the favorite, but a threat. I
2: mean, I picked them to win the Presidents Trophy and the East. So yeah, and they're they're a deep team, and they proved that tonight. This was a team. This was a night they very easily could have phoned one in. Said ah, we're playing the Blackhawks. We don't have Jack. We don't have Nico. If we lose tonight, all right, we've got the excuses built in. We're, we're down yeah. on our captain. We don't have our captain. We don't have our best offensive player. How could we ever beat the mighty Blackhawks coming off that huge win last <laughs> night? So, and it, it, it looked to be the case, you know, for the first eight or nine minutes. That Murphy penalty changed the course of the period. The board, the second one, the cross check. No, the the, the one where oh, they, the, the, interference. the interference call. Yeah, because the Hawks were in control, and then they went on the PK, gave up that power play goal, and the Devils had the momentum from there until the Donato
1: goal in the third period. They really did, and it was. I mean, <laughs> I looked at you at one point in the game. I go, you know, the Hawks should try having the puck. It would <laughs> help.
2: It would help their efforts for sure. It it reminded me of. The cup era, the 2010 Hawks that just kept the puck away from you. Yeah. You're There's no way you're going to make a comeback on us because we have the puck for 57 minutes. That's uh, what it seemed like. The Devils are still a very good, very deep team. Um, You know, Timo Meyer is an impressive player, a big guy. That he is moves their Hosa. I know he's not well. as good as
1: Hosa, but he is their Hosa. And one other
2: kid that I'm super impressed with seeing him play in person for the first time or at least – the first time where I was focusing on him, Kevin Ball is a animal. In yes, world. he is. He is gigantic. He is mean. Yeah, but he's got some skill and he can move. That is a if. That's what I think the Blackhawks are hoping Alex Vlasik kind of turns into. Yeah, I mean if he can if we can if he can get that
1: meanness a little more of that physicality to go with the size. I mean that that's I think that part of the game can come with experience. Yeah. Can come with time. I, I still think we have a bit of a I'm a new guy trying to figure my way out, oh, trying to survive sure. a little yeah. bit thing with Vlasic, but and he's more worried about just
2: making the right defensive play than being, you know, just hang out with Corey Perry for a few more weeks. Yeah. And they'll learn go. how to be sneaky, dirty <laughs> and, you know, push some people around every once in a while. Um, and I'm not criticizing Alex Vlasic in the least he's been their best defensive defenseman all season long. I agree. Um, but the devils, they're a really good team. And if they, you know, uh, Vanasek was really good tonight, but you could see... Boy, why they, early, though, kicking those well, rebounds. Well, yeah, he, was, he looked like those highlights of Darren Pang they showed early, late in the night, just kicking everything around. And, you know, it was just like, get to the net, get to the net. Taylor Hall scored on a, on a rebound. Juicy rebound, boom, goal. And then for the rest of that period, he was putting the puck right out in front. Yeah. Nobody was there to clean it up. Missed opportunities. Um, but if they get that um, settled... You know after that first 10 minutes or so, he, I mean, he robbed Tyler Johnson at the end of the first period, flat out. Yeah, that was a great save. Him, dropped his stick and did like a Superman like pose, and and somehow
1: shades of Marty Bourdieu on that yeah, one. I Uncle mean, Uncle
2: Dad, uh, look it up. Tyler Johnson's had a rough couple of games. Um, he had that two on one last night that just missed, yep. Tonight he gets robbed. Like, he's got to be going, what do I got to do here? Like, I'm getting these great chances.
1: I'm just not burying them. Well, in that play, that the 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 robbed goal that Dickinson set up, I'm like, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it, and then Dickinson gets it over to a wide-open Johnson with a wide-open net, and, man, Vanacek just jumps over and saves it. Great save. Uh, got a $20 super chat here from Justin, who I think is newish in the chat. Yeah, it says, uh, the stamina of this team seems lacking. What could be the reason for this? Aggressiveness seems low as well. Am I wrong? Anyway, still the new guy from Athens, Georgia. Love listening to y'all, guys. Thank you for the y'all. Keep up the good coverage. Well, a couple things. Uh, they are on the second end of a back-to-back, uh, so that's part of the fatigue factor. I also think when you're playing a game like New Jersey, and even to an extent last night, Florida, even though they won, they spent a lot of time defending. They those, spend a
2: lot of time. Those teams are big, heavy.
1: Yeah, I'm a four check.
2: Not giving you an inch of space, not like so. You're working your ass off to get the puck out of the zone all game, all night. And by the third period, you got nothing. Now you're doing this pretty much the same thing. Second night in a row, it's no surprise they ran out of gas. Uh, yeah,
1: I wouldn't say it's an overall team conditioning issue by any means. No, we watch them practice, they practice hard. There is no, there's very few Blackhawks practices that are no. low pace. They're, they're
2: not dogging it, no, they're just getting. Owned in their defensive end
1: too much and, and it kills them. They're a little bit slow. Like, you've got, like, we love Nick Felino, we love Corey Perry, all those things, like, all those qualifiers, but they're not fast skaters. Tyler Johnson used to be, he's not anymore. Right. Ryan Donato was not a speedster. You've got speed with Bedard, you've got speed with Reichel, you've got a little bit of speed with Taylor Hall, even though he slowed down later in his career. Yeah. They're just not a fast team. So, that's yeah, that's part That's got too. decent speed. Korczynski's
2: fast, of course. You got Anthony C who's fast and about it. And uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so the, it's yeah, but the speed's coming,
1: it is coming. The speed is coming, like Nor, uh, Nor, Moore, and Nazar, Nazar coming yeah, up. Those, guys, sure. those yeah.
2: guys are fast. Paul Lewinsky, if he gets to the NHL, is another really fast guy. Um, the speed's coming, so they they know they. Kyle Davidson is is building this team to kind of, after, like he's, I envision he's got a combination of the Colorado Avalanche and the Tampa Bay Lightning. He watched those two teams in in the Stanley Cup final two seasons ago and went, let's just take the best things that both of these teams have and morph it in the one and see what we can do.
1: Yeah. Uh, Ellen Kay with a good point says, there were a few players impacted by the back-to-back more than others. Perry, Bedard, Korczynski, youngest and the oldest. Um, I, I I thought Bedard had a really solid game in this one. I think a little bit we've seen this from him somewhat as the years gone on where he's looking to pass when he should maybe shoot. Had a two-on-one with Kuryshev, Shoot the puck. Shoot the puck. Chances are, I mean, if the goalie stops it, you're going to get a rebound that Kuryshev can handle. He knows how to angle the shot to have the rebound kick out towards his line mate. You know what I mean? Like, But he, f- for the first time in a while, he got over that 3.5 shot mark, had four shots, five-shot attempts, and, man, I'll say, every shot he takes looks like it hurts the goalie. They come, they're so
2: fast. Th- that, and I think a lot of the times it probably hurts them because they're probably not expecting
1: it to hit. It's that. like hitting them in a <laughs> wrist or, like, yeah, you don't see him gloving it or squaring it up. No, It's well, always it, hitting it them in a weird on him spot. so fast, and yeah. he's
2: still, for all these goalies, it's the first time they're seeing that in person. Yeah. You can watch as much video on him and his release as you can. till you see it in person, It's the first couple times, it's probably surprising the shit out of you yeah. and how fast it gets off his stick and onto you, especially with a wrist
1: shot. The torque that kid produces with his wrist shot,
2: is it's amazing.
1: Yeah. Uh, lots of new names in the chat. We'd love to see it. Thank you for being here. Make sure you smash that like button for us. Uh, we'd appreciate that. Get in the habit of doing that. When you're with us as well. Um, like we said, Mario is going to join us here. Uh, Could be a, the UC doozy, in a little bit
2: because uh, he just uh, messaged us in Slack saying uh, they've been outside the door for over 15 minutes. They still haven't opened the locker room yet. That, that's not a good sign. Boy,
1: that's, they're that's having interesting. A, they're having because, a chat. I mean, that's interesting. I'm, I'm curious um, to see what comes yeah, of that. We'll, we'll find out what I, it is. But I don't man. leave this game looking at it as something that I think requires a team meeting. They played a team that's better than them. Like that's reality. It's real Like it's the reality. Like at no point did I feel like they were just mailing it in or not trying. the The fight was there. the The compete was there. There's, well, we'll see what the deal is. I'm interested. I mean, may, maybe that's Luke's way of saying, or maybe it's the players because Luke always says he defers to the players. He's not the one to go in there and flip over tables. But maybe the players are saying, you know, Felino and other guys are saying, hey. We can't have games like this, but I really just kind of wonder like I don't know, what do you say? I, 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 I they're just outskilled in this one. I know it's it's people want to be mad and they want to flip tables over and they want the fire and the passion, but I just watch this game like they're they're just out talented. Well,
2: I mean we said that too in the Boston game, but that was when Luke was super disappointed about those one on one battles. Uh, not Winning those individual races, those those one on one battles to get the puck out of the zone, so it could be some of that again. You know, we'll we'll have to wait and see. I'm sure uh, we'll get updates on that soon. Usually, when the game ends, we get downstairs. By the time we get to the locker room, you know, you can hear them after a win. You can hear the music. But it's usually like three, four minutes tops. We're standing out there before they open up the room. So for it to be this long. Uh, something's something's being chatted about in there.
1: Interesting. Uh, all right, we've got a lot to get to. Uh, we have some people asking about the the lawsuit file. We will get to that, but why don't we do, uh, take our first break before we do? Are you doing Hero Bread or am I doing Hero Bread? I'm doing Hero Bread, so you got to lead us with. I'll do Midtown. The lovely Midtown people. Brand new sponsor here at CHGO, and we are very pleased to have Midtown Athletic Club on board. You know, there are four Chicagoland locations. Palatine in the northwest suburbs, Bannockburn on the north shore. I'm not allowed there. Willowbrook in the southwest suburbs, and the Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park. The Midtown Palatine has launched a multi-million dollar transformation of the club, which will be complete in early 2024. Listeners can rock and lock in favorable rates if they join before the end of the year. And if you want to go check it out, go to midtown.com/chgo, and you can get a tour of that brand new one in palatine or any of the midtown athletic clubs nearest you they've got so much cool stuff going on there and really when you talk about the the ultra premium uh gyms in the Chicagoland area midtown is a number one they've got super luxurious locker rooms with wet and dry saunas and premium amenities amazing outdoor indoor pools and hot tubs and a collection of boutique fitness studios with more than 100 classes per week, including your membership. This isn't gym quality. The spaces are boutique quality. It's a beautiful place. Go check it out. They've also, if you're into pickleball, which is the new hot thing to do, they've got you covered in Midtown with indoor-outdoor courts for uh, tennis and paddle tennis as well. Head over to Midtown.com slash CHGO to tour the Midtown Athletic Club nearest you. Do it.
2: And when you're done working out at the lovely Midtown Athletic Club and you want to go home and replenish, but you want a little healthier option, make that sandwich with your hero bread. If you're looking for a low carb option to fit your lifestyle, or if you have some dietary constraints, founder Cole Glass baked 100 muffins per day before he found the perfect blend that fit his allergy constraints. And that's what he pushed, that's what pushed him to start hero bread the taste and texture of the bread sometimes you get like i've tried those like low carb breads before and they they just feel like cardboard and yeah. just no flavor taste and texture of the hero bread it's always soft and fluffy it's always flavorful and dare i say scrumptious it is it's got high fiber low ultra low net carbs and zero grams of sugar per slice. Plus, right now, for our CHGO friends and family, use the promo code CHGO at checkout, and you're going to get 10% off your very first order at Hero.co. Hero makes sliced breads, which are the greatest things, I hear. Buns, tortillas are available at Hero.co and Amazon, but you want to head over to Hero.co because that's where you're going to get 10% off your first order. They have uh, Hero Bread also has fewer calories than any leading national brand. Five to ten grams of protein per serving. Load up on the good stuff. Cut out the bad stuff. Hero Bread. Head over to Hero.co and use our code CHGO to save on Hero Bread today.
1: All right, we're going to get more to this game uh, when when Mario joins us, but we do have to cover... Uh, the story broken by our buddy Phil Thompson today for the Chicago Tribune. Um, another accuser has come forward uh, regarding Brett Aldrich. We're not going to get into the the details here because we know... They're not new. We, they're not new, but I mean the specifics of what right. have been brought up in this new lawsuit because we I know we have uh, viewers and listeners of different sensitivities. If you'd like to find that story, the details are in there. Um, but to be clear, this accuser is the second person in the original Mm -hmm. Kyle Beach report. This is not a new report. It is not new allegations. It is the same report, but now John Doe number two or was was
2: number one, I think. Yeah.
1: This one is John Doe. Number one wants to come forward finally, and has filed their own uh, lawsuit against the Blackhawks. I'm trying to get to the bottom of, what really the Hawks can do. And look, I'm not a lawyer. I don't study law. I've never studied law. I never thought I would have to, uh, <laughs> you know, know so many legal things to do a hockey podcast, but here we are. Um, from what I understand, it doesn't matter that McDonough and McIsaac and Bowman and Quenville and all those people and Rocky Words are no longer with the organization for whatever reason. The organization can still still be sued. Um, I know there is some issue about the, uh, the time from when it happened to the lawsuit that could play a role. If I'm predicting what happens here, this is just a, a gut feel, is there will probably be some sort of settlement. Yeah. And I think that the Blackhawks knew that this day would come. Eventually, for this other John Doe, the, the, not, the player that is not Kyle Beach, whether or not we find out the identity of this John Doe, I don't know. Uh, we should not try to. It, when that Doesn't player matter. is ready to reveal, yeah. if they are, it's up to them. And I've seen a lot of people say, like, "Well, why is this person waiting so long? It takes victims time to work up the courage, work up the confidence to pursue these sort of things. Because, look. A lot of people praise Kyle Beach for his bravery. But there's also, for every two people that praise him, there's two people that go online and call him names and slurs and derogatory things uh, that he does not deserve, uh, that are not warranted because they're just fans of the Blackhawks and they just want this to go away because it's uncomfortable for them. Mark Lazarus is a much better writer (laughs) and much more eloquent Than I am, and he summed it up beautifully today for the athletic, basically saying it's okay to be excited about the future of this team and the leadership in place now and Danny Wirtz and Jamie Faulkner and to believe they're doing the right things, but at the same time, don't forget what happened to Kyle Beach and to this other John Doe. The organization turned their back on them, and no matter how much time passes, no matter who leaves the organization. It still happened, and it still needs to be remembered. And as much as we would all love to move on from this, John Doe and Kyle Beach are not able to for their whole lives. So let's try to be a little respectful towards them, understand what they went through, and just understand that it's part of it. And we talked about this the other day when uh, when the Ottawa Senators got cost a first-round pick, and everyone's like, the Hawks get counterbedard Bedard for covering up a sexual assault? And we kind of got annoyed, like, oh, my God, we're going to hear this forever. We are. And that's those are the consequences of covering right. up a sexual assault, uh, of, doing, of doing what the Hawks did. This will hang over the organization for a long, long time. Well, Be it fair or not, it's going to linger.
2: Every time something like this comes out, it's just a reminder. Now, in the article that came out, it listed all the people that are at fault for this, and none of them are with the Blackhawks anymore. Um, but you probably, I mean, two things. This means then Joe Quinville, Stan Bowman, should, every time this comes up is a reminder that they don't belong. They've lost their privilege. Privilege, not right. Yes. Privilege to be in the NHL. You know, we get all of a sudden, you know, t- timing is everything. But last night, all we hear about from, from other hockey podcast. Oh, what the Edmonton Oilers need is Joel Quinville. F off. No. Right. No. Sorry. And he's not the biggest enemy in this. Stamboma's not the biggest enemy no. in
1: this. I, I hope that they, John McDonough gets his come that's up my and, final point. The guy I,
2: I, that needs to get sued for all this and needs to have some resp- some accountability is the guy that skated away free. Yep. John McDonough. Because I firmly believe based on reading the entire report, and based on having conversations, that Rocky didn't know what was going on. At least not the
1: the extent sure. that's been going. John McDonough, it stopped at John McDonough. And you could take that thought real quick about Rocky and say he should have. He sh- sure. And that's true, but he didn't, from yes. what the report found that he did not know. So
2: one, I just want to see... John McDonough get his comeuppance for this. It's because amazing it's that he stopped, hasn't. It's, it's amazing he him. hasn't. The buck
1: literally stopped at him. So he's on like, record of, as saying, in a joking way, like when things were all great, he's been, I can't find the quote right now, but I'll paraphrase it. Like, I tell Rocky only what he needs to know. Like, I keep X percentage away from Rocky because... He, he
2: lets him know what only what... An owner should know. That's it.
1: John McDonough thought he was like a Winston Wolfe in Pulp Fiction. He thought he was like this badass czar. He was a jerk to his employees. He he ruled with an iron fist. Yes. He managed out of fear. He was celebrated Mr- the day yes. he left. He was Mr. Smile on camera. And behind the camera, he was an effing tyrant. Yes. So, listen, he is the one. I would love to see somebody sue John McDonough. Yeah, I would love to see that. I would love yes. to see it. Maybe somebody the Hawks will do it for gross negligence in your job of not reporting things Certainly properly. sounds something. I if don't they, know.
2: If they've got to keep taking a beating every time this comes up, then you know, everybody that this is the part that just infuriates me because it's you know, obviously the scandal, the cover up everything that was allowed to happen and not you know, taken care of properly, that is infuriating, but it's just every now it's going to be forever. Like you said that the Blackhawks are like the outrage that came out today. And it's like, none of this information that came out. It's not new. new. It's not a new allegation. It's just the other person in the original report saying, okay, it's time for me to get some compensation for what was, what happened to me and what was taken from me.
1: Yeah. Um, And there's people online saying it's a money grab. That's what a lawsuit is. <laughs> you feel like you need su- you need to be compensated for the suffering yeah. you you with withstood at the hands of the organization whose job it was to protect you. Right, and it's, that's it. It's and we've
2: had these discussions so many times, and I look forward to the day we don't have to anymore. But it's important that we do. We owe it to you know we owe it to the victims, and we owe, and the only way you can make sure this sort of thing never happens again is to remember that it happened once before, if you pretend that it never happened, you're setting yourself up to repeating history. So, you know, I'm going to let it play out. Everybody knows how I feel about this whole thing, but you know, I, I have no law degree. I don't know how these things work. I don't know how these proceedings work. So I'm just going to let it play out and we'll see what happens uh, when they come up to some sort of you know finalization. I agree with you, Jay. I think this is just going to be a an out of court settlement. It will get done quicker. You know, it's not gonna be some drawn out process. And uh, yes, I hope that uh, you know, eventually, you know, karma catches up to John McDonough. Yep. I hope so. Cause it's I know there's a lot of people it's no, a bad guy who has skated I, for a long time. I know there's a lot of people silently and vocally rooting
1: for that too (laughs) i'm vocal about it sorry i I just i don't bad people he's a bad person and i'm just gonna say this like first and foremost if anyone comes in this chat and blames kyle beach for anything you are insta-blocked like it is 2020 frickin three read anything pick up an effing book Read an effing newspaper about what victims of sexual assault go through and say he was bigger than the other guy. He should have just kicked his ass F off yeah. F off. You're an idiot. If you believe that, and I'm not afraid to say it. And again, if we see any of that crap in our chat, you're gone. I'm like, I'm, I'm serious. Like I don't need stupid people like that. I'm sorry. This is a bummer. I'm sorry. This ruins your black Hawks buzz for a while. Guess who? It does it for us too. We don't want to be talking about this. No, I don't. But we I have didn't to
2: like waking up this morning and seeing that and just going, "All oh, right, well, we got to have more uncomfortable discussions tonight, and it's part of the business because we're not gonna, we're not gonna ignore it. We're not just gonna sit here and pretend that the bad stuff doesn't
1: happen. It's irresponsible. Yes. When Mario sent the link, my response was, "Oh, for F's sake!" Pretty much because yeah. we don't want to do this. We don't want to talk about this. I want to talk about hockey. Yes, Nothing but hockey, I, I do. do. Yes, it's but, just. But we
2: owe it, as we owe. I have too much integrity. I we. It's,
1: I feel it's a responsibility. It's not even. It's but Greg, you do. I agree. You have. You have. Uh, you are in the top five percent of people I know in terms of integrity. You don't know a lot of people. But it's though. just being an effing human being. It's not hard. That's what it is. It's, it's not hard to 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 feel for victims of no matter how big and strong they might be no. kiss my because, ass because listen
2: it's it's people of in power it doesn't matter how big you are if the person is has power over you because of a power structure yes you people predators operate out of positions of power the two things that allow them to continually do what they do is the power over people And a code of silence. And Brad Alger's got both of that here.
1: Speaking of silence, John McDonough can't find the camera once he left the Blackhawks in the April before all this uh, stuff came down. Interesting. Mr. Spotlight couldn't find the spotlight all of a sudden when the the lights turn the other way Yeah, That
2: works. That's usually what cowards do. They go and hide.
1: That's right. It's just uh, just gross. And uh, I know it's a bummer, like we said, but... We are not going to ignore this because we can't and we shouldn't. And um, I encourage anyone who is feeling like, boy, this sucks, and I'm really bummed out about it, go le- go read what Mark Lazarus wrote. I think he really did a good job of saying you can still enjoy watching Conor Bedard score goals and watching things. Kevin Korchinski thrive at the right. NHL level and still feel uh, remorse and regret and right. want the Hawks to be held responsible for the things that they ignored you can be, in 2010. You can
2: be angry that it happened and excited and happy that the organization is moving forward.
1: And I do believe that with Danny Wirtz and Jamie Faulkner and Kyle Davidson and Luke Richardson leading this organization, they are going in the right direction. They do have and have taken action To make people feel safer, more empowered to speak up should things happen. They have told the players, if you feel in any way, shape, or form threatened or abused or whatever, do not hesitate to tell us. There will be no consequence for you to come and speak to us. And it's not just the players. It's the employees. It's the security guards. It's the janitors. It's the IT people. It is everyone with a Blackhawks logo on their paycheck they should feel and have been from our understanding told unequivocally from the people at the top that if you feel in any way unsafe or uncomfortable you have full power to speak up about it and you will not suffer a consequence for it which again to me it's great it's how it should be. It's the bare freaking well, minimum. And we're also
2: we're also in <laughs> a different age of sports and hockey in general, where the players are more empowered. We're seeing it more yeah. in the NHL. Well, it took one guy with, to use pride right, tape. The pride tape yep. stuff. The Travis Mike ba- Dermott, the, the Mike Bad Cop story. The players are like, no, we're not. So, as the players to, I don't think, uh, I don't think something like that could happen in today's game and not have something done quickly.
1: I would hope not, at least. All right. A um, couple other things I want to get to. AJ makes a good point, and I think this is a separate conversation, but AJ says what makes me mad is people don't care about the victims. They just want the opportunity yeah. to shit on the Hawks. That is true. That is a lot. There, there was- are a lot of people that hate the Blackhawks for whatever reason, and look, if it's because of the Kyle Beach thing, so be it, but yes, there are people that just take every opportunity to remind you because their team missed out on something that they wanted. It's not about the victims. It's about what their team missed out on. Yep. So, yes, that happens too.
2: There was no outrage when the Blackhawks drafted Kevin Korczynski or Frank Nazar or Sam Renzel in the first round the year before, which if they were going to lose draft picks, it would have been in that draft. There was no outrage there. If the Blackhawks had second or third and drafted Leo Carlson, there would be no outrage. So, you know, Every time you, you you bring up that stuff because you're just mad your team didn't get a player, you're the asshole.
1: Yep. All right, let's take another break, and we'll get back to the old uh, hockey, but uh, definitely yes, wanted to make sure we get tonight. to that. Uh, first, uh, if you want to throw some shekels down on hockey, there's no better place to do it than Circus Sportsbook. They've got tight money line splits in a low-hold model. Games will strive to be a minus 110 split on the Circus Sports menu. Unlike other sports books that may use minus 115 or minus 120 splits, Circa Sports keeps as little money as possible on large market bets like futures, golf tournaments, etc., especially compared to other books. They've got high app limits and transparency. Circa does not limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books who do limit winning players. That's not fair. We encourage bettors to download and explore. All betting apps available. Compare the lines from each sports book, and you'll find that Circa is the best. They are real people behind the Circa Sports brand, and they resolve issues in a timely fashion, unlike other books who use chat bots. All aspects of the apps are being run by the same team that runs the main Circa Sports book at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. So, download the Circa Sports Illinois at Circa Sports uh, Circa Sports Illinois app. Fix that copy at CircusSports.com slash Illinois dash app to sign up today. Again, download the Circus Sports Illinois app at CircusSports.com slash Illinois dash app to sign up today. Also, be on the lookout for circuit events, watch parties and tailgates. And if you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That is 426 2537 or text GAMB, G-A-M-B, to 234 or you can visit areyoureallywinning.com.
2: And if you're in the market for a new f- floor at your home, uh, we've got Chicagoland Legends on board now. Empire Today for all your flooring needs. With Empire Today, you get to shop at home, which is always a great convenience, they have the right product for your needs quick and professional installation and a low price guarantee that checks a lot of boxes as leaving Michael. <laughs> yeah it's not a it's, it's not an airport you don't need to <laughs> announce your departure see ya. Empire today is the best place to get new flooring. so so when you're running out the door you can have your nice feet on a nice floor. So of course they have copycats, but they can't beat us. They can't beat Empire on quality service speed. So they advertise low quality products that they simply that Empire simply won't carry. Empire won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does that is just putting flooring in your home. They wouldn't put in theirs. Empire also has this really cool thing: the digital virtual floor designer. It's a great way to see how the new floors will look at any. Space. It's easy to use. Just snap a picture and instantly see how new floors will look in your room. They take out away all the frustration of shopping for floors at the big box stores. They make it easy. So call Empire Today for all your flooring needs. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive $350 off when they use the promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See EmpireToday.com
1: slash CHGO. Geo for details. All right. As we await Mario, I know he's uh, talked to some people in the locker room. Um, Seth Jones has spoken. uh, Corey Perry has spoken. We're going to save what they had to say for when Mario jumps on. But I wanted to go through a couple of the numbers here. And and one guy felt really interesting in this game. And I said to you, boy, it feels like Wyatt Kaiser has been on the ice the entire game. And at one point, he was first in ice time. Sort of dialed it back in the third period, but finished with 1734. 1734. Had an assist, he was plus one, two shots on goal, two hits, uh, also credited with three block shots. We have said a lot about Wyatt Kaiser and his confidence and his swag and his uh, belief in himself. And I think we're starting to see it really translate on the ice. He had a rough start. Not that he was bad, but there were a couple things that He got a couple bad hops, a couple bad bounces, maybe a bad read here or two. He looked like a rookie defense. Yes. (laughs) I feel like over the last, especially the last two games, but the last three or four, Kaiser has really settled into his own here and is starting to find his game. He is starting to learn the speed of the game. And a reminder, when we talk about the speed, we're not talking about how fast the skaters are. We're talking about how quickly things happen and how quickly the puck has to be off your stick and on the way out of the zone uh, you know, in college or in the NHL, you have a lot more time to make a play with the puck. In the NHL, guys are on you right away. And I saw Darren Pang make a point of it, that the Devils are on you quick as hell. Yeah. And the, when they had the Hawks had that third period power play and the extra skater, it was like, do they have the extra skater or do the Devils? Why does it feel like there's 25 Devils players on the ice right now? They close in quick. And those are the sort of things that... These young players, Kaiser, Korczynski, Bedard, everybody—you've seen it with Bedard too—have to get used to the speed in which defenders close in on you. And I think Kaiser is finally starting to figure it—not finally, but is starting to figure out yeah. uh, how to, you know, the t- the the mental clock is starting to tick for him better.
2: It's slowing down. It's like like to say it's slowing down a bit for him. Yeah, uh, he's never lacked the confidence. That was one of the things from day one of training camp. Just watching him in the room, you're like this guy. Knows he belongs here, acts like it, isn't afraid. Uh, one thing I'm liking of Kaiser these last couple of games, besides the overall improved play, he's got a little red ass in him. Yeah. I, I like that. He's got that snarl. Like, he's not going to go out there looking to take people's heads off. But if you, if you do him wrong, he's going to get up and stand up for himself. He's yeah. not afraid to mix it up. He's not the biggest kid in the world. But he's going up against some of these big power forwards, and he's holding his own, and he's giving it right back to him. Uh, I like to see that. We we've seen a little of that out of Connor Bedard too, you know.
1: Oh, he is unafraid, Connor Bedard. That was
2: that play tonight where he checked through uh, a defender and then got the puck out to the front and almost, you know, almost worked for a scoring play. Uh, but you know, if you see a Connor Bedard or Wyatt Kaiser, you know, two rookies that go out there and then they're mixing it up, especially a guy like Bedard that has to affect the rest of the bench. Yeah. Like if Bedard's out there ready to, to get in a guy's face then I need to
1: too. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Uh Mario is standing by. Let's just bring him in. I want to yes. hear what's going on here. <laughs> All right. We're bringing Mario in in a second. Remember to smash that like button for us. We'd appreciate that. And uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube page as well. Podcast listeners, make sure you are uh, following your subscribe there. And leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. As Mario comes into frame, what's going hey. on?
0: Hey, uh, yeah, jumping in here. In. Uh, what happened? What's going on, guys? What? What happened? Uh, you know, we had a, uh, a little bit of a delay getting into the, uh, the locker room. Uh, tonight, and it was because of a players-only meeting. Uh, we learned about that from uh, Seth Jones, Corey Perry, and Luke Richardson. All spoke about it tonight, um, talking about you know the team, kind of stressing the the messages of accountability, um, stressing you know just trying to get consistency in their in their game. Uh, Corey Perry talked about needing to uh, be able to play within the the team system and and be able to. Uh, be able to trust your teammates and, and and play for each other. And that was a very interesting uh, message coming from from those two guys, those, those veterans, uh, especially for a, a team like Chicago, who's playing a lot of young, young players. Uh, you know, you, you saw the two efforts <clears throat> in both games this weekend kind of mirroring each other a little bit. Um, the results obviously different, but uh, the effort's kind of the same where, you know, you had the Blackhawks, uh, in last night's game, come out with a, a great start, and then the next forty minutes, they're, you know, they're they're, they're kind of on their heels, holding on to a three nothing and four nothing leads, uh, eventually getting getting the winner. Whereas tonight, again, they get out to a great start, they get the first goal in under two minutes, but then shortly after that, about midway through the first period, they're on their heels essentially for the final forty five minutes of the game. Uh, but this time, instead of having a, a 4 nothing cushion to work with, you know, your one nothing cushion was erased and you're down 2-1 and you're chasing a game against the Devils team that even though they're without Nico Heischer and Jack Hughes, still a very good team. And, and credit to Vitek Vanasek for making some amazing saves tonight, keeping the Devils' uh, lead intact throughout the night. But, you know, the Blackhawks' second night of back-to-backs, you can't be chasing a game. And that's kind of where they were at. Um, everybody tonight talked about uh, shift length. That was something that was uh, was apparently stressed within the players only meeting as well as, you know, being able to uh, keep guys fresh as possible throughout the night. Uh, and Luke has said, especially on the second night of back-to-backs, that's something that needs to, um, you know, be be stressed, Be players need to be aware of. And he said that that was something that as, you know, you, you play the pro game, you get used to that. Uh, that's something that becomes a little bit easier to uh, easier to measure with a, an internal clock and just how you feel out on the ice. Those shift lengths can uh, can feel a little bit more natural. So, uh, interesting uh, post game comments here. Um, to me, my takeaway from it is that uh, it, it it feels like this was a uh, a meeting tonight that was maybe veterans talking to younger players. Uh, about trying to work together as a team and, you know, work on the cohesiveness of this group. As you know, there's there's veterans here that are are here for a specific reason to kind of play team dad, guys like Corey Perry and Nick Foligno, uh to young players like Lucas Reichel, Connor Bedard, and Kevin Korczynski. So, uh, an an interesting post game after uh, you know a game that the effort was was there at the start and at the finish of the game.
1: I want to hear from um, Seth Jones here in a second. I know it, it's ready to go. We'll get to it in a second. But a couple things. Uh, shift length. Your shifts are going to be longer when you are don't have the puck. <laughs> like you're, you're kind of pinned in your own zone. Like, hey, 45-second uh, shift. Like, okay, I'd love to come off right now, but yeah. the Devils have the puck. I can't just leave. No, you know what I mean? There,
2: there are, have been a few times this year, not just tonight, but where – and you know who's guilty of this the most it's Connor Bedard. Yes. He he, he want wants to, to take that extra offensive shift when he should be getting off the ice and then it's a one and done down there and he's stuck for another 35 seconds in the defensive zone because he's got to get back. Right. I think that's probably more the thing where when you have the chance to end your shift, do it. Yeah. But Bedard is 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 that kid that's just like I want I want to I want to keep playing.
0: Mario's raising his hand. So- to that exact point, Greg um, Luke Richardson said in, in the post game he he made it a point of Nick Foligno uh, made it an example of him saying that there are times where Foligno will be in the offensive zone, getting off the uh, being being one of the first players to get off the ice, even if the Blackhawks have uh, extended possession in the offensive zone, he'll be a guy that'll recognize his shift length and say even though they have the puck, even though they're creating offense he can get off the ice to get a fresh player on while they still have the possession uh, of of the puck and be able to potentially capitalize on that offensive zone time or extend it. Um, He didn't name Connor Bedard specifically, but I think without saying it, you know, that he's a guy that likes to, uh, you know, as he famously said, and you can find it on t-shirts around the city, he likes hockey. So he's going to go out there and, and, and play as much as possible. Um, without naming names or being specific, I, I would you know, read between the lines saying that that might be something that uh, was a message to a player like him. Maybe a guy like you know, Kevin Korchinski, Lucas Reichel, uh, all these young players that, uh, that the Blackhawks are, are, are you know, playing this year and, and getting them acclimated to the NHL game. I think that's something that they probably were getting the message directed uh, to them. Uh, and and being smart about that.
1: The other thing I want to say, too, is like I like that these meetings are not like, try harder. They're specific. Here are the things, youngsters, you're doing wrong. And there's a bunch of people in the chat saying, like, the Hawks are missing a captain. They need a captain. Mm -hmm. A fabric C does not change the way this team is led. You don't put a fabric C on Nick Foligno, and all of a sudden he's like, oh. Like Hulk out, it doesn't work that way. You've got leaders on this yeah, team. He is—he
2: pretty much is the captain. <laughs> yes, of this team. it doesn't. Same with Corey Perry. Uh, you yeah, you've got so much veteran leadership in that locker room. Nobody needs to it, see. It, it's a little, you know. It's un, its not traditional, but we all know why they're doing it. Yes, Bedard will be captain. Yes. next
1: year or the year after.
2: Right. So you know, there's—you don't need a guy with the captain to get up and start screaming because you've apparently you've got multiple guys that did it tonight. And Felino without the C, he's the captain of this team. Yes, he's the captain he, he You just see it, the way he uh-huh. conducts himself.
0: See it, yes.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> can't get nothing by you, Zawaski. But, uh, yeah, he, you see in the locker room, the way he conducts himself. On the ice, he's... You know, coaching up guys, laughing with guys, like just—he's the team dad and the captain.
1: Yes. All right, uh, Mario. We should, we, we should hear from Seth, right? That's worth definitely worth playing. Yes. All right, let's fire up Seth Jones here. Uh, this is right after the game, right after the team meeting.
2: Uh, a team meeting about this. Or, uh, we yeah. noticed there was a delay.
3: Ah, uh, yeah, we just had a little talk together. Nothing too crazy. What's oh, the gist just, of what team? Just the way we need to play as a team, um, the consistency we need to play with. Um, just talk about the little details of the game that we need to hash out and um, just play
0: together as a team. A good start and a strong finish. What happened there in the middle?
3: Um, really, you know, Turnovers is probably the, the name of the game tonight. Um, just shoot ourselves in the foot with, with some of the, the plays we're trying to make. I know we're trying to make plays and we're trying to, you know, score. And, um, but that's kind of hurt us all year. I man rushes against, and you know, it's a good league It's going to end up in the back of the net. What did you see in that third goal? Which one was that? That was the Lazar the one. They, you're kind of. Behind the play. Um, yeah, that. just trying to jump in the play, and um, we just tried to make a play in the middle. Uh, it didn't work out. Um, so those are kind of the red zones we're talking about in some of those situations, um, whether, you know, not just offensively, but, you know, even out of our defensive zone, um, getting a lot of those pucks out and in in those situations on both blue lines. Uh, such a key part of the game. Momentum shifts, things like that. Um, so yeah, you know, they score the thirty-one. and it's just a little bit harder to come back.
0: When you have a team as young as this one, do you have to kind of have these people talk to every now and then kinda remind them of the
3: yeah, standard? Yeah, I mean I remember when I was, you know, uh first couple of years there's some of these meetings happen um and uh, you know they, you hope that it sticks with you. Uh you hope that it um, you know makes you not change the way you think or play the game, but I uh, understand that you you know have a role in this team and um, you know we have a few words that we live by in, in this team that we kind of came up with uh, before the season started and so we want to live by some of those and um, want to hold each other accountable you know at the end of the day and you know it's not you know mother effing guys and things like that but you know if you make a mistake if your, your teammate should be able to tell you when you're wrong and and vice versa.
1: Was it what specifically are you guys looking to get more out of it? Is it effort?
0: Is it you know, just
3: being connected, um, keeping it simple when we need to be. Time clock management, um, just the little things in the game. It's just the little details that uh, we're out for. You know, Our shift lengths are too long. Um, just, yeah, it's just some small things like that. Um, that can really kill you in games you yeah, so have had some some big wins and followed by uh, you know, disappointing losses and let's mm-hmm. start to wear on you that you can't string the two wins together. Y- yeah I mean we don't want to be a team you know you know great moral and great victory and a team that you know dips the next game and gets lost that play so we want to be a team that can string two, three, four, five wins together uh, especially at home in front of our fans play well uh, you know and sometimes it's not about the the uh, result, it's about playing well. It's about playing hard, like you said, an effort. Uh, and then wins will come. You only have one goal from defenseman on the year. That was, like, said so last game. And not a lot of shots, either, from one of the guys. Is that something you guys have talked about or trying to work on? Um, yeah, I mean, when we get the puck low high, we want to get pucks to the net. We want to shoot as much as we can. Um, you know, we, yeah, we, we just need more goals. We need to make more plays on the blue.
1: Seth Jones, post-game. Uh, also, I'm sort of, we don't have time to play it, but I'm reading through the transcript here of uh, Corey Perry and, and how Seth said, you know, we're not in there MFing each other. We're just encouraging each other to play it together. Uh, three or four times, Corey Perry used the term brotherhood. Um, you know, it's, it, he said, we just had a good heart-to-heart. Uh, that's what's helpful over the course of the year is talk about things when there's adversity, and you. that's the brotherhood. You know, you got to know what to do or you're not putting anyone down. That's not the message. It's more being brothers, being able to talk about it and figure it out. So, I mean, that's it, is is these veterans. And we we heard about it the other day. about I, That really stood out to me when I think it was Luke who talked about that at the play where he didn't trust his teammates. And he left his assignment because he looked over his shoulder and thought, uh-oh, my teammates aren't handling this. I need to go handle it. And it ended up in a goal. That trust thing, that playing within the system, that's what they are talking about. And I, like, to me, I have been super encouraged by the leadership this year. We've had several occasions where these veterans have said, yo, we got to be better for A, B, C, D, E, F, G reason. How many times did we hear that last year about a players-only meeting? And, like, look, I, I again, I don't think this game was an effort thing, right? We said that all last year, like, hey, the, at least this team plays hard. They might lose, but they play hard. But I never heard about a team – a players-only meeting, called by the captain or any of his alternates. Do, am I wrong? Do you recall that? There might have been one last year
2: I think that I one. remember. There was one, I don't remember when it exactly was, but
1: there was a night that I remember it was the same scenario. Where, I, I just think the fact that these guys, felino Perry, Hall, Jones, know without question that their biggest job this year is to get these kids ready for the NHL. They, I think they have jumped at it, and Felino especially has just taken it upon himself to be the dude who's going to handle this stuff with his core of, you know, assistance with all the guys that wear A's, and I should throw Connor Murphy into that too, probably. Like, and it's what Lucas said all year, like I said earlier, he wants the players to handle it. And they are, if anything, this encourages me about the leadership more than question it.
2: Yeah, and I've learned through my life the hard way. Most of my lessons have been learned the very hard way. But <laughs> in any relationship, be it personal or professional, it's always a good idea to talk things that might be bothering you out before they become full-blown, full-blown problems and resentment Thank you. may happen. So it's, yes. it's, a, it's a case of the veteran saying, all right, before this becomes a real big deal... Let's talk it out right now before any of us get mad.
1: Well, and you also, if you don't talk it out, you've got yeah. a certain percentage of the party guessing. Well, as I Is, were- is so-and-so pissed off at me or whatever? As like, I always tell my out. better
2: half, if you got to <laughs> let me know if I'm doing something that pisses you off because I don't know if it pisses you off otherwise. <laughs> exactly. Because I'm really bad at reading the room.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. All I mean, right. I and mean, I, I I think the, the leadership along with Luke Richardson's uh, demeanor as head coach and, and all the experience he brings both as a player uh, and as a, as a coach over the over the years, uh, it adds to that as well. So not, not only do the players feel like they have the ability to kind of lay out that message and, and, and those expectations, um, I'm, I'm sure it's also going to be coming from the coaching staff as well uh, in that same manner where you're not necessarily talking down uh, pointing fingers you're trying to you're trying to point out what can be better so that it collectively as a group um you know you're all pulling in the same direction definitely
1: all right let's let's we got some segments to knock out yes what's ready first, steven
0: i mean they're all ready
1: all right fire away let's do yeah fire it up <laughs> keep us guessing
0: all right maybe i should have done the other one because i can't find the music now Oh, oh no. So, not all All right. Are they, let's do uh guys. let's do who's your all hawk. Right, uh, we who's have your hawk. Oh, all right. Now, who's needed. your
1: hawk first? Oh, man. Man. Well,
2: hey, at least we're not ending on who's your hawk cuz Well, you're never going to guess who won. We did our very tough <laughs> tie-breaking system cuz pretty much all three of our guys were for most of the night. Yeah. <laughs> no points, barely any any shots, but Felino and Mario's pick gets the nod because he had uh, four shots on goal, had a bunch of hits. Uh, two oh, shots, yeah. four uh, shot shots. attempts, four hits, and a yeah. block shot. <laughs> Where uh, Reichel and Kuryshev combined for two shots and nothing else. So Felino was the most active and noticeable of those three guys. So Mario, back in the win column.
0: Team dad for the win. Yes. Damn. I got to get going, man. I'll take it. Oof.
2: Long way to go. You can't, you can't win the championship in October, November, <laughs> you can but lose you it. can lose it. So. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> well, at least I don't have to wear the helmet. All right, that counter's corner? I. Oh, four-star. Four Let's star. do it. All right, four-star.
0: Yeah, four. it,
1: it was a bit of a runaway today. I thought it might be. Four-star of the game goes to Taylor Hall. A goal, minus one, 1853. Of ice time, three shots, five-shot attempts. And, boy, he has been the last two games. He's been awesome. Calling for the puck aggressively feeling good, scoring goals. This is a Taylor Hall we thought we were getting when they signed him uh, or uh, traded for him this summer. This is the best he's looked as a Blackhawk, I think, without question. Yep, no doubt. Two great games, back-to-back, coming off an injury. Love to see it. There's our four-star, and now it's time for Connor's Corner. Yay! All right, no goals tonight for Bedard. Uh, four shots on goal, 19.54 of ice time. He had five shot attempts as well. Won 57% of his faceoffs had a hit and a blocked shot. He's playing all around hockey. Greasy. He certainly is. So there's Connor's Corner. All right, Mario, uh, drive safe. Thanks for the uh, insight tonight. I know it becomes a little more uh, hectic and stressful when uh, you get the team meetings in there. So thank you. Make sure you're following Mario on Twitter at mario underscore Tiribasi. see you buddy bye bye that is mario tirabasi from the united center uh we've got some super chats we need to knock out before we say goodbye so why don't we take care of that sure uh first we've got a 20 dollars super chat from justin who says what's the best place to go see prospects it doesn't seem as easy to follow as football is college has recruiting sites everywhere nfl has mock drafts everywhere are there YouTube channels that are big on this websites? I would recommend following uh, people like Chris Peters and uh, Cam Robinson from Elite Prospects. Uh, Get yourself a a subscription to Elite Prospects. Help them out. um, And just follow all the leagues, right? Follow the Western Hockey League. Follow uh, college hockey sites. Like, you kind of, with hockey, you kind of have to do the work yourself because prospects come from so many places.
2: Yeah, it's not like, College. it's not like the NBA or NFL where it's like college football and basketball. That's it. Right. And those games are on TV every day, every night. It's not the same with hockey. You got to put in a little bit more of the work, but elite prospects is a really good place to start. They always have rankings and they've got profiles. And then once you get some names and that's when you start doing the research, head to the YouTubes and, and start looking up some highlights and, and forming your own opinions. I will, hmm. uh, say that be careful of falling in love with players just by watching highlight packages on YouTube. Yes. Because highlight packages are just that. It's only their good plays. So I, you, can, you can fall in love with a guy because you've seen four minutes of his best plays, but you haven't watched him actually play. Right. And then you're like, wow, what was I thinking there?
1: And if you want to keep up on Hawks prospects, is there somewhere great they could do that, Greg?
2: Yes. That you know of? The uh, rebuild report that comes out every Wednesday by Mario and myself over at allchgo.com. The first two weeks were free. But it's going back behind the diehard paywall starting this week, I believe. Uh, Mario and I will update you on all the Blackhawks prospects all over the globe, AHL, CHL, Europe, college wherever they're playing if they did something we're going to tell you about it uh so become a diehard and you're going to get access to that every week jay does his weekly uh black hawks beat um we we're going to do our our hawks hits after games get all kinds of premium written content over at allchjo.com. not only black hawks but all of our beats uh you're going to get the uh 20 off all events so all of our diehards that were joined us last night to the take away, they got their tickets 20% off. Yep. You can get 20% off uh, our final tailgate, Bears tailgate, which is coming up uh, this Thursday, where you can win a $200 gift certificate to any one of the Chicagoland locations for X-Golf. X-Golf is kind of... Uh, uh, indoor top golf kind of place you can work on your game all winter long they're going to be at our final tailgate this coming up thursday ahead of bears panthers and if you're there and you're a diehard you could save 20 percent off and get a chance to win a 200 gift certificate to x golf plus all of our great merch when you sign up, you get a free shirt or hat of their choice. I hear hats are going to be available mm-hmm. soonish, real soon. I would say like yeah. within the next uh, twelve hours. Yes. Or so. so plus, you get to hop on to the members only Discord lounge where uh, I try to chat in there as much as possible. Uh, I got to be better. But there's uh, there's a, there's there's some good camaraderie. A lot of people that are on our, our nightly post game shows are there too. There's lots of good chat there. Uh, good times. So become
1: a diehard and get all that great stuff. Absolutely. And I see Josh saying that he wants to uh, pick up a gift, uh, diehard subscription for Cricket, which is awesome. And, just yes, you can. You can go to allchgo.com, and you can buy a gift membership for anyone, not just Cricket. So that's a great gesture. We appreciate that. So uh, you, two can connect however you need to connect and get that done. That is uh, very, very cool. We love to see that from our diehards. Uh, and that's what this is all about. The uh, CHGO at the end of the day is a community, and uh, die hard or not, we want you to be part of it. We love to see our community uh being cool to each other. That is awesome, awesome stuff. So, thank you for that. And uh, I toast you with a nice cold Goose Island beer, Chicago's beer, since 1988. We are supported by Goose Island Beer Company, so support them. You can get the Oktoberfest. Any of the great beer hug family of beers, the 312 Wheat Ale, the Pocket Pills. I love the Green Line. They had that at the United Center last night. Had the Blackhawks Pale Ale. I was misled by a bartender at the United Center. that the uh, She said that the, what's the Bulls one called? Bull, bull and Goose. Bull and Goose and Blackhawks Pale Ale are the same. They are not the same beer. So if they tell you that at the UC, tell them they're wrong. It is they're not the same beer. It. They're yeah. full of Bull and Goose. But I love the blackhawks pale ale i think it's different from last year's like just ever so slightly and i like it more than last year's good stuff uh but get yourself some get an ultra fresh brewery exclusive beer at the goose islands original uh brew house on Clybourne and lincoln park or from their tap room on fulton street in west town goose island beer company chicago's beer and i saw a bunch of new super chats come in while we were doing reads so let's knock these out quick young dangle god on brand misquoting seth jones Saying we need Kaner back now. Gives us his dollar as he does every show. Thank you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, KRCHI Sports says, obviously early, but Perry Felino, one-year extensions. I would bet on Nick Felino being back next year. Perry, I'm not so sure. I don't know. But I would be surprised if Nick Felino is not back next yes. year. I think
2: if uh, as long as he wants to play, he'll have a spot here up to him if he wants to to stay or not but i I think they love everything that he's offered them and they want some more
1: yes uh lebowski five says i don't know why everyone wants to jump to give bedard the captaincy when Taze was drafted the first thing we that was said about him was his special leadership quality and being future captain that was not the case with bedard uh that's true but i also think like when it's all said and done, Jonathan Taves will go down as one of the best captains in history. Not every captain in the league is a Jonathan Taves quality captain. Right. So I think that they're going to give it to Bedard because he is the face of the franchise. He's done everything right. He is available. He does lead by example. He works his ass off. He's on the ice longer than anybody. And like- he's
2: going to get more vocal and and more with the leadership as he gets older and more mature and yes, he's the leadership is there the way the kid works. That's how he leads.
1: Yes. Thank you. And windy city hockey uh, with a $5 super chat says great show as always guys, high level of respect for my family. Yes. Windy city hockey's uh, mom DM would me on Twitter. Uh, and I appreciate that. Uh, I will not share what she said, but I appreciate the, the nice uh, the nice comments there so uh we love to hear from all of you thanks for being with us and you know not every show is going to be seashells and balloons but i think you know by now now that we're almost two years into this thing that we are going to be honest with you guys we're going to tell you what we think we're not going to sugarcoat anything we're not going to tell you things suck when they don't suck uh you're going to get the honest opinion of all three of us every show um because we're going to give you what's real and sometimes you're going to like it sometimes you're not but uh at least you know what you're getting from us is genuine, and I hope you appreciate that because we appreciate all the support uh, you've given us. So that's the least we can do is just give you our honest opinion on what we're seeing and what we're hearing.
2: I second that.
1: Yeah. All right. We are back tomorrow. No practice. So we'll be back to stretch legs maybe, a little bit.
2: Maybe uh, maybe around the league day tomorrow.
1: That could maybe. be fun. That could be fun. There's, there's stuff
2: not, to get there's not to. It's not going to be much Blackhawk stuff to talk about, hopefully. I wouldn't think so. Um, but <laughs> but who knows what tomorrow morning never gonna know. Win. You <laughs> never know what Give Phil it 24 Thompson's hours. got ruined.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I do want to talk a little bit tomorrow, too, about Native American Heritage Night. Yeah, we didn't get to uh, do that. My favorite night of the year. Once again, the Hawks knocked it out of the park, so we'll talk yeah. about that a little bit. Uh, but we'll talk to you Monday at 2.30 on the CHGO Black Hawks podcast. <laughs>
3: we all silly like the
1: mayor.